Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Christina. Hi, Chelsea. How's it going? It's great. I have a happy cat in my lap. Very good. I don't know if her purrs are being picked up in the microphone, but they are very good. They're sadly, I mean, not the microphone that I'm hearing because you use two different ones. That microphone is a bit farther away. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if I, the one that for the podcast has a pretty close gain. So I don't know if it would pick it up. But yeah, she's like directly below it. I know she rubs her face on the mic sometimes. And very frequently she does. Yeah. But I love that's such a good vibe is like happy cat on lap. Happy cat on lap. I've got tea. I've got my tea in my new mug warmer, which I love. Ooh. Yeah, I got it for Christmas. Nice. Very nice. And I'm in and it's all cold, but I'm all snug and warm. It's great. This is like my aesthetic right here. Peak comfort. Peak comfort. How about you? I'm I'm pretty swell actually. Um, I'm I'm in my own home. Love that. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of vibing. I've got my blue light oh. glasses on because my it's been staring at screens you since look seven a.m. So cute in your blue Aww, light glasses. Thank you. Like it's ridiculous. Mal came over and looked at me and said she looks like a nerd. It didn't help that <laughs> I, I was waving. I was waving at him and making a stupid face at the time. But you know that's fair. Yeah, I think it was a combine. But like how rude. I mean, yeah, it is a compliment. Mal can't throw stones. Mal lives in a glass house. I've seen him. <laughs> he has on his work computer, he has a sticker that's, uh, I think you guys gave it to him, actually. It's a sticker from Elden Ring, and it's it's uh, user-generated. Oh, yes. Like, tech. It says, try, try finger butthole. Bitter gave him that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. Sounds, sounds delightful. Welcome, everyone. The cult's cryptids and coziness. Where we're just yeah. really cozy right now. We're cozy. It's a crisp January evening, and we're in our houses being as snug as we can be. Actually, no, yeah. I could be in bed. That's fair. I could be, honestly, I'm coziest, like, on my couch. Mm-hmm. Like, bed is great, but, like, on my couch, I've got my PlayStation, and I've got my laptop or my Switch, and I'm, like, super cozy because I can sit. Like a weirdo, like I want to do at all times and can't in an office chair. <laughs> you know what I just remembered? This is a really weird flashback. I had a very visceral memory just now. I was trying to think of the coziest that I've ever been in my entire life. Uh-huh. And th- stay with me. When I was okay. 13 years old, I was uh, sick. I had, a, I believe I had an inner ear infection. And it threw off my equilibrium quite a lot. And 
I remember being, again, I remember being 13 years old and my mom fretting over me very much. And I went to take a shower because I was hoping to get rid of some of the congestion that I was having. And I remember getting very dizzy in the shower and telling my mom that I felt very busy and then I passed out. And the oh. next thing I remember is waking up with my mom, like frantically putting me in bed after I'd passed out. And I remember thinking... I just felt incredibly comfortable in that moment for some reason. I don't know if it was head huh. trauma or what, but <laughs> I just, I vividly remember lying in bed with my mother panicking because I just passed out in the shower and being 13 years old and just thinking, I'm really comfortable right now. And I think that's the most comfortable I've ever been. Huh. Is just, just coming back to consciousness after passing out in the shower. Did your mom take you to the doctor? Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. It was fine. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to think like codes. I mean, for some reason, the thing that immediately comes to mind is in San Francisco, bundled up. Mm -hmm. It's like winter. So bundled up with Jen, um, our friend Jen, on yes. the couch in their apartment watching Star Wars. That sounds very cozy. I just thought of a That's... second incredibly cozy moment. And I was uh -huh. also sick in that. So now I'm questioning a lot of my <laughs> life. <laughs> You just I I don't think that's a bad thing. I think a lot of people remember, especially when they were kids and being sick and being like taken care of. Mm -hmm. I think so you I don't were, think that's like I think you were there for this one, though. Oh, OK. For the second coziest moment. Rem what what year was it that we were? It was Halloween and we went out uh, to do Gish West and it was raining. Was that when I was 19 oh, or 20? You were living in the village. I was so I was 19 then. OK, so it yeah. was uh, I had just turned 19 but I think that we had come back to my place and we were, it was raining outside and we were eating mac and cheese and I was sick. Yeah. And I had a fever. And we were watching Supernatural. We were watching Supernatural in my living room and I was lying down on top of bones mm -hmm. and I kept coming in. I was like going into like a, a fever induced sleep every now and then. I feel like I was also probably like playing with your hair because I do probably. that with friends. I think that that is like the second coziest moment was coming in and out of fever induced consciousness in the living room after having just eaten mac and cheese um, <laughs> on, my, on my 19th birthday. All right. <laughs> so so I am peak coziness after just just regaining consciousness. That's when I'm most comfortable <laughs> Just, I would say just regaining consciousness with no immediate need to, like, move. Because, yeah. like, the worst feeling is waking up in the morning and being like, fuck, I have to get I have up to and get go up. to work. That's the, the worst. Absolutely. But the best is when you wake up and then you're like, I don't have to go anywhere. I don't got to go anywhere because I'm 13 years old and my mother's just carried me to bed and she has to call the doctor. So I need to stay put. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 19 years old and my friends have told me I can't get off the couch because I have a fever of 102. Yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. Peak comfort. Welcome, everyone, Peak. to Cold Cryptids and Conspiracies, uh, the podcast <laughs> where we don't talk about this usually. Usually, we're talking about other things, usually something like a cult, a cryptid, or a conspiracy. Sometimes we talk about ghosts. Sometimes we talk about mysterious phenomenon. Sometimes we talk about just weird people from history. It's always a good time. Sometimes it's depressing. But you know what? We're here together. And before we get into the meat of the podcast, which this week is Christina's turn, yeah. we have a segment that we like to call the Bummers for Sometimes. We talk about things that have happened 
within, let's say, the last month or so that are that is the news that you won't hear in the news. So it could be updates on cryptids, updates on things that happened far in the past that we've talked about on this podcast or, you know, just random stuff that you probably won't really see in the news. But we think it's fun. So first off, we have a Google Earth satellite photo in Colorado is Bigfoot. Oh, is Bigfoot caught on cam? So, okay. There's speculation that Bigfoot is on a Google Earth satellite photo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in Colorado. And, you know, Colorado, I think, is like a, a Bigfoot location. Uh, I mean, the Pacific Northwest Bigfoot people would very much disagree with you, I think. That's fair. But I would say, like, Colorado is kind of trying to sneak its way in into being part of that club. Sure. It's trying. The Appalachian Bigfoot people would also. It's funny that there are there is regional Bigfoot feuds about where Bigfoot is. Isn't there regional Mothman feuds, too? Like, I know West Virginia is pretty much like there. Yeah. But we had a whole topic about Mothman appearing in Chicago. We did. Mal will insert that episode here. And that would be episode 13. So I feel like Bigfoot's not the only cryptid that gets fights about him over. Gets around. I mean, to the credit of this Google image, it's a very grainy, blurry image. But it does look like a figure a, a, in dark dress or in covered in dark hair, maybe. Who's to say? A humanoid bipedal figure walking up a hill or something. Yeah. It does look like that. I mean, I will also say it is like, Colorado wilderness um could just be a fucking stoned ass hiker could be someone purposefully (laughs) trying to make Google Earth think that there's Bigfoot that's also possible yes because like we all know that people like to mess with the Google images yeah it is fun it is fun I can't blame them if somebody decided to go hiking in their Chewbacca costume just for a little like you know a little goof so the original poster said it's definitely Sasquatch shaped, but it literally could be anything, even a puddle. Which is correct. So, yeah. Which is it is it, it is 100 percent Sasquatch shaped, but it's not conclusive in any way. It is because of the size of the image and where it is in Google Earth. It's estimated to be about seven feet tall if it is someone walking upright, which could still be someone in a costume. Yes. Or it could be someone elongated by a shadow that we don't necessarily see, like, the full outline of. Like, I'm looking at it now, and I feel like you could you could conceivably say there is a person within here and, like, their shadow on the ground. Sure. I mean, there's there's a lot with this image that, like, the more I look at it, the more that it could be, again, yeah, a puddle or, like, just, like, a weird yeah. shape. It could be a lot of things. It. I can see why it-, it could be like an artifact in the camera. It's just sort of the same as watching clouds. We're we're watching yeah. clouds here, except it's watching Google images. Always fun. Next we have, and this one, I did Nancy Pelosi seek an exorcism af- at her house after attack on husband. So if you don't know, last October, Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked in their house. It was like a whole thing. Um, yeah, it was really fucking bizarre. It was terrifying, I imagine, for... Scary. Yeah. Yeah, fucking terrifying. This guy broke into their house and attacked... I think he attacked her husband with a hammer. And he went to the hospital, didn't he? He went to the hospital. He's luckily okay. However, apparently it is true. Nancy Pelosi did have an exorcism in her house after the attack happened. I mean, I can kind of get it in a sense. 
Yeah. There's like bad but it's, vibes. It's, it's still weird. It's still weird. Agreed. It's still weird. But I can I can understand like if somebody broke into your house, you wouldn't feel safe there anymore. Yeah. You might want it to get like blessed or cleansed or whatever. I could I could understand that. Yeah. Um so apparently we have very little we we have some information. We don't know what kind of exorcism occur that occurred, but according to her daughter, she says that Pelosi called priests to their San Francisco house for an exorcism. Again, we don't know what kind of exorcism it was it's kind of weird to describe it as an exorcism when it could when i feel like a better way to describe it unless it is like the whole exorcism deal is like having because she's catholic so having priests come to bless her house or re-bless it like a cleansing or something yeah Yeah. it just is a to me it's just a weird like a weird phrase to use yeah because if you're an exorcism kind of implies that there's like demons there or something yeah. yeah that's why it's just weird it's, yeah no i agree i agree anyway and finally we have the comic book pa- the comic strip pages the terrible facebook memes we have someone posting a picture of an interior of like a luxury tesla that's being driven by someone who is not the person taking the photo which is like a trend now. People are like taking photos of other people driving them in luxury cars. I'm like, that's a weird flex, but okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And the text reads, imagine being an 18-year-old boy in Iraq with no parents fighting for your life since the age of eight and seeing a motherfucker with blue hair crying because someone didn't call them the right pronouns. Number one, good job on using this singular gender-neutral program in, in your post. So good job. Progress, progress. Secondly... Progress. Uh, Secondly, this is not the fucking oppression Olympics. Oh, my God. I hate that shit. It's the same thing like when our parents, when we were younger, would be like, finish your meal. There are starving children in Africa. Yeah. That's so... It's like... The classic comeback to that is always like, well, then send this food to them. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. If you're going to try and equate our, our experiences, then let's do it more directly. How about... Well, not only that, apparently... Well, it's like super demeaning to people who live in africa which by the way is fucking huge there's a lot of different countries many of them incredibly industrialized yeah Yeah. egypt south africa those are just the first ones that come to mind my mind is a fucking sieve right now it's okay bro but no it also uh the meme doesn't really take into account the experience of you know like trans youth in afghanistan also or Iraq? Yeah. I forgot what country that you said originally. It was Iraq. Iraq, sorry. It doesn't it doesn't take into account the struggles of trans youth in that country who are also struggling with wanting to be called the correct pronouns. You know, like Yeah. What if both? What if both? What if both? Uh, why is it always blue hair also? It's like blue hair is like the the I say now having green hair is like the <laughs> the stereotype for like the snowflake liberal elite you know it's like i know but it's so weird that it's blue i don't know why for some reason the fact that they blue is like the opposite of a natural color like i get i mean yeah. i would say pink i don't know if that's as popular though i feel like i've seen pink more than i've seen blue but maybe that just because you've been like, friends with me for the last like 10 years but it's not just you i have other friends i have co-workers who dye their hair it's just i don't know i don't see blue very often 
It's maybe that's just a testament to the kind of people I hang out with, though. Mayhaps, mayhaps. But yeah, that is the Bummersville sometimes. Again, if you have anything you would like to contribute to the Bummersville sometimes, please let us know. I would love for everyone to start sending me the terrible memes that your boomer family sends to you on Facebook or posts on Facebook or any other social media site. I know WhatsApp is really popular in some communities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, send us those so we can uh, talk about them. Also, you know, uh, updates on past topics. You were kind of already sending them those, but keep doing it. Keep doing it. Yeah. Just things that aren't in the news because it's fun. Well, now that we've gotten our intro out of the way, how about we move on to today's topic? I would love to, Christina. Fabulous. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chelsea. Yes. Did you know that the United Kingdom has more sheep than people? I did know that, actually. Fun facts. A lot of that weight is carried by whales. Uh, I was going to say it's either Wales or Scotland. It's Wales has has a lot of that going on. There are uh, three sheep for every person in Wales. Wales sounds great. I think that the last time I checked, New Zealand had 13 sheep for every person. So they might still be in the yeah. lead. But the UK, you know, they got a lot of sheep going on. This wasn't always the case, though, as increased demand for wool and meat has, of course, led to increased populations of sheep. Sure. But there's always been a lot of sheep in the UK. Even when there were, you know, fewer than there were people, there's always been a lot of sheep. Here are some fun sheep facts. That's how we're starting this. I'm giving you fun sheep oh, facts. Okay. Like goats, sheep have rectangular pupils. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the purpose of this is that it lets them see almost everything around them. I think the statistic was between 290 and 320 degrees around them. So that's cool. Basically everything except for what's directly in front or behind them, they can see. That's cool. They can even, well, they can see what's in front. But it's just, you know, you got to wiggle your head to get the it's full difficult. scape. Yeah. So they also are able to recognize and remember human faces. They are incredibly intelligent. Yes. We'll talk about that later. Oh, OK. A lot of people disagree with you. I mean, I would say being able to remember faces is a sign of intelligence. It doesn't necessarily For animals. Mean, absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean they're like smart on a day to day basis, but they can still be intelligent. That's true. You know what? That's fair. And they're probably better at recognizing human faces than I am. <laughs> I am horrible at remembering people's faces. I will meet somebody and then I'll see them again like a week and they'll be like, yeah, you remember me, right? And I'll be like, no. See, I remember people's faces. I do not remember people's names. I don't remember either. 
So. Oh, well, that yeah. sucks. Womp, womp. <laughs> We've been domesticating sheep for over 10,000 years. So that probably oh, wow. is why they now remember human faces is because we've got 10,000 years of evolution and breeding making that so that they, you know, know us. Do we have a comparison to like how long we've been domesticating like dogs or cats? We domesticated dogs first. Cats, I think we have been domesticating for longer because when we were. They did. Yeah, I say we domesticated. It's it's yeah. No, cats domesticate themselves. They kind of just rolled up one day and were like, hi, we live here now. And we were like, fluffy. Well, we were like, oh, look, something to control the rat problem. But also fluffy. But also fluffy, yes. Uh, because sheep domestication, as far as I understand, well, no, sheep, you can be, you can be nomadic with sheep also. So. Yeah. Sheep herder. Sheep, you can, yeah, you can be nomadic with sheep. Because I was thinking that the domestication of sheep would be after, you know, like agriculture became a thing. But mm-hmm. not necessarily. Yeah. I just know that we've been domesticating dogs for longer. And dogs yeah. are one of the only animals that actually have a positive physical response to us smiling at them. Aww. Your dog knows when you're smiling at it and it likes it. Aww. Yeah. I don't know about cats. Cats may not care. I can't imagine cats giving a fuck. Yeah, they, they probably don't. Uh, but going back to sheep, though, studies have okay. shown that sheep can be optimistic. Okay. They can also be pessimistic. Right. Sheep are also incredibly social animals that form strong bonds with their flock mates. And like, just like they're capable of remembering and recognizing human faces, they're capable of recognizing the facial expressions of other sheep and they will react empathetically. Huh. Okay. Like if you show them pictures of sad sheep, they will become sad. Oh, all right. And this last fact might have been in play during today's topic. Oh, this is all this has all been for a point. I wasn't just randomly telling you sheep facts. No, I figured there was a point to yeah. it. So on November 3rd, 1888, it was a Saturday. It was a particularly okay. dark and wet Saturday. Also, a little ways outside of London in the very southern bit of Oxfordshire County is a town known as Reading. It's spelled like we have a Reading. It's spelled like reading, but it's pronounced Reading. Oh, our reading is R-E-D-D-I-N-G. This is R-E-A-D-I-N-G. That's weird. Yeah, it's it's English. It's spelled reading, pronounced reading, go with it. All of sure. <laughs> all around reading were a bunch of sheep farms. So the sun had gone down at like five PM. Yes, I did look up when the sun went down that day. So that <laughs> evening all the farmers had gone around and they'd closed their sheep into their pens so they could settle down for the night. Records show that it was crazy dark that evening. With both a new moon and heavy cloud cover. Mm-hmm. By 8 p.m., it was pitch black outside and very quiet. Chelsea, I'd like you to imagine you're a shepherd. In your little house next to your sheep field. Maybe settling in for the evening. Going back to our discussion about being cozy. I'm still imagining Midna with That's me. That's fine. Because she is a border yeah, collie. No, tell me about... No, give me your sheep herder sona. Your 1800s sheep herder sona. Oh, absolutely cozy by the hearth with at least two border collies. At least two. Fabulous, fabulous. Cozy up by the fire uh, with blankets and yeah, yeah. yeah. I have I have one collie on one side and another collie on the other. And maybe I have a third at my back. <laughs> We're just adding more dogs. Yes. And you know what? You're a sheep herder, so this makes sense. Like having having multiple dogs. You may, Maybe your flock is huge. Maybe you have so many sheep. Yeah. Yeah. 
You can never have too many border collies. I, I disagree, depending upon the size of your house. But in this situation, your sheep herder Sona is allowed to have three collies. That's that makes sense. Yes. What's your sheep herder Sona name? Is it still Chelsea? Yeah, I mean Chelsea's English. It, it works. It does work. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally the name of a place. It, it, I, my a place in yeah. England. No, yeah. You, you could still do Chelsea. That'd be fine. I don't. I don't think I would be Christina because that's it's more like a Spanish name, especially the way I spell it. Right. What's the CH version? The CH version is like Christina. I mean, they're both Christina, but, but you know. Right. But like, what? What is that? So, because C R I is spanish so what's ch it's just the anglicized version yeah okay it's just a different it's just the different anglicized version of spelling it but uh i think that i would be my sheep her persona is named evelyn i like that and i think i would be i think at this point in time i would be knitting also by the hearth with that like, works would you also have dogs i mean practically you would imagine you're a sheep herder you yeah. imagine you you practically do have a dog mm-hmm. or at least like a horse maybe well, and you'd probably still also have cats. I mean, yeah. Keep, you know, the vermin. And away. also because, again, fluffy. Fluffy. Yeah. Listener, please also imagine your, your English sheep herd persona uh, is in this situation. You're in your own little house. So we're going back to Chelsea's, though. You're in your little house with your three border collies. <laughs> yes. And then while you were sitting by your hearth, maybe also doing needlepoint, out of literally nowhere, I want you to imagine you start hearing all of your sheep bleeding their heads off just screaming that's alarming hundreds maybe thousands of sheep in your field i do have three border collies maybe four maybe four. Oh my god there's so many sheep in your field that are all freaking out right now what would your first instinct be what's going on out there to to go out and see what's going on fair enough and maybe you think it's a wolf it's like you go to check you grab your four dogs and you go to check yeah exactly and you go out grab there. my five dogs <laughs> How many dogs are gonna be at the end of this hypothetical? I'm just gonna keep adding it just dogs. Keeps coming. You go out there, and you see your entire flock of sheep bolting from their pen. Oh, that's not good. They're jumping over fences. They're mowing them down in places. Absolutely, like trampling everything in their stampede to get away. So I send all six dogs to corral them again. Sure, sure. But when you you look, obviously, you would go and try to figure out what's what's chased them, what's scared them, right? Clearly, yeah. But you don't find a single thing. None. There's nothing there. Hmm. Hmm. Now, imagine that this didn't just happen to one farm in the area that night. It happened to every farm around Reading. Wow. Every yeah, single sheep. alarming. In a 200 square mile area around Reading, panicked as if the sheep reaper was coming for them and they bolted Hmm. tens of thousands of sheep obviously it took a long time to get them all back together not everybody has six border collies some of these little guys had run miles away from their homes the next day all the shepherds went out to go round them up because again it was really dark that night so they couldn't you know go try and find all of them in the evening So they go out during the daylight. They find some sheep still there, still hiding under hedges, panting with terror. Yeah. I mean, I'd be super alarmed. Rightfully so. And when the shepherds got together to find out, this is in the theater of my mind. I imagine they're all getting together in like the the town square to be like, what the hell happened? 
they all get together yeah. to find out what the hell happened last night. And they wondered if maybe there'd been some kind of ripple effect. Some sheep had seen something weird and it spooked them. And the sheep nearby had reacted sympathetically and so on and so on all over the area. Mm -hmm. That didn't quite make sense. As a lot of the farms were like kind of spread out from each other. Mm -hmm. And what was even crazier was that when they compared notes, every shepherd said that their flock had started going nuts at the exact same time. Hmm. Something had happened the night before at 8 p.m. that had caused every sheep for miles to freak out. And no one had any idea what it was. They called it the Great Sheep Panic. Okay. That's my next band, by the way. If I'm, I'm going to start a band, it's going to be the Great Sheep Panic. I think that's a great I name. I think it's a fabulous name. I think it's a ska band. It would be a ska band, yeah. Gosh dang it. Anyway, so two guys... From, I'm not saying like it's a bad thing. I am. Uh, two guys <laughs> from the area named Oakshot and Millard, who were not sheep herders. They had a business selling seeds, which I think is a little bit of um, nominative determinism, but that's neither here or there. They decided that this was weird. This happening. And they wrote into a science magazine to ask if anyone could provide an explanation. In a letter All right. to the fabulously named Hardwick's Science Gossip. Yes, great. Love, love it. it. I love... I want to know what constitutes science gossip. This kind of thing, I guess. 2020. No, I want to know what constitutes science gossip in 2023. Because we have some people who, like, work in the science uh -huh. fields that listen to our podcast. And I want to know... What is your science gossip? Petty academic feuds. Probably, yeah. Petty academic feuds. In which case, I would be reading the 2023 science gossip magazine. Absolutely, 100%. So in the letter, they said, quote, The sheep panic near Reading. I beg to call attention to a remarkable circumstance which occurred in this immediate locality on the night of Saturday, November 3rd. At the time, as near 8 o'clock as possible, the tens of thousands of sheep folded in the large sheep breeding districts north, east, and west of Reading were taken with a sudden fright, jumping from their hurdles, escaping from the fields, and running hither and thither. In fact, there must for some time have been a perfect stampede. Early on Sunday morning, the shepherds found the animals under hedges and in the roads, panting as if they had been terror-stricken. The extent of the occurrence may be judged when we mention that every large farmer from Wallingford on one hand to Twyford on the other has reported that his sheep were similarly frightened. And it is also noteworthy that with two or three exceptions, the hill country north of the Thames seems to have been principally affected. We have not heard, nor can any of the farmers, give any reasonable explanation of the facts we have described. The night was intensely dark with occasional flashes of lightning, but we scarcely think the latter circumstance could account for such a widespread effect. I mean, I might. <laughs> we would suggest the probability of a slight earthquake being the cause, but perhaps you or some of the readers of Science Gossip may be able to offer a more satisfactory explanation. Does Wales get earthquakes? Well, we weren't, we're not in Wales. We're in England. Still. Re I mean... Yes, not many and not strong ones. Okay. So the issue with the earthquake theory was that there hadn't been one. Right. Yeah. Like we could, we, we could tell people knew. And if there had been, 
certainly the people would have noticed ideally i mean i would think you would also assume that other animals would have also reacted yeah like sheep are very like my seven dogs but yes but there's other yeah chelsea's 17 border collies <laughs> surely would have been able to tell but as far as anyone could tell just the sheep freaked out that night no other animals that is weird if like earthquakes or something that like one of the signs that they tell you in school of like early, i say early earthquake detection but it's only like a 30 second warning is like like birds and like all wildlife is just all of a sudden very silent. I mean, pets pets will also react because they can hear the rumbling coming. Like, they can hear yeah. it coming before we can. They have better hearing than we do. Mm-hmm. So, like, pets will usually react to an earthquake before it happens. Yeah. Again, this is like a 30-second... It's not a big warning. warning. It's not a big warning. Yeah. No. So, again, this was just sheep, That which is weird. This became a puzzle mm-hmm. of interest for a lot of intellectuals, many of whom knew nothing about sheep, but you know how intellectuals are. <laughs> they just can't, like, not God. weigh in on stuff. Yeah. Especially after there was a similar sheep panic far to the east of the country in Norfolk that same year. Not oh. not to the same scale. I don't think they had as many sheep over there. But I was going to say, is it not the same scale because of how many... Because of, like, there just wasn't as many sheep that ran or just there aren't as many sheep in the area? I think the second. I think there were just fewer sheep in general, that it wasn't the same scale, the same kind of panic. Okay. Analysts from the Livestock Journal commented their opinion that, again, there might have been a ripple effect panic spread through sound. Quote, flock M or N is frightened on a very dark night. At once, L and O are disturbed. And the sound of their excitement attracts the attention of K and P, who are simultaneously panic-driven. The distress expanding from this from one center as the rings upon the surface of a pond expand from where a stone strikes the center. Mm, okay. So, again, they're arguing that this is just, like, a ripple effect panic. Still right. doesn't answer the question, but all of it happened. Why all at once? Why all at once? And also... These farms are very spread out. It's not like a contiguous field of sheep, as far as the eye can see. So the question is also raised, what sparked the original panic? And they're suggesting it's just that it's too dark. Okay. Too dark. Scared the sheep. So farmers argued back that there had been plenty of dark nights and the sheep hadn't freaked out. I mean, yeah, I assume, you know, this is the 1800s. Yep. You're in the country. Yep. Yeah, I bet there's a lot, especially in the winter, I bet there's a lot of dark nights. There's a lot of really dark nights, yeah. In England, it's cloudy on a new moon. Color me shocked. Yeah. And even when some sheep did freak out, it didn't cause every sheep in a 15-mile radius to freak out too. Yeah. Others suggested that possibly this was some kind of coordinated prank. Maybe a group of people had organized and acted in such a way to scare all the sheep in the area at the same time. Like the 1800s equivalent of the Facebook meme of running at Area 51. Storm Area 51 that can't stop all of us. I'm going to I'm going to tell you right now. I thought that sentence was ending somewhere completely different. I thought you were going to say the 1800s version of jackass. <laughs> Let's scare all the sheep in Reading. Yeah. I don't know why that's where my mind immediately went, but you did not end that sentence how I thought you would. No, I did not. Uh, but according to the Times, at when they weighed in, quote, malicious mischief was out of the question. 
Because a thousand men could not have frightened and released all these sheep. You would need way too many people to cause a sheep panic this big. Also, like, you're going to get that many people in on something and just be like, all right, everyone set your watches. And now. And now. And then no one's going to come out and say, like, yeah, I was in on the sheep panic. Yeah. Because, like, why? I would make. What is the purpose? I, I, if I had done that prank, unless it was like a Children of the Corn thing where, like, the rumors are part of it. But you can't take a thousand people and get them to not talk about it. You know what I'm saying? We often talk on this podcast. The only way two people can keep a secret is if one of them is dead. So the organized prank thing, people didn't really take that seriously. Still, others came forward and made the argument that there was maybe some kind of weather phenomenon that caused all the sheep to panic. As they said in the original letter, uh, Oakshot and Milford had said that there had been some lightning that night. Yeah. But again, we're in England where it rains a lot. And lightning on... Is there a lot of lightning, though? Yeah, there's lightning. They have thunderstorms. Okay. Not as frequently as other places, certainly, but lightning does happen. And the sheep okay. hadn't freaked out those nights. Like, last time there was a thunderstorm, didn't cause a mass sheep panic. Mm-hmm. One name, one guy named Mr. W. White came forward with the absolutely bonkers explanation that maybe a meteorite had exploded in the sky over Oxfordshire which uh 1800s walter white <laughs> the, uh, this is actually this is called a uh, bolide by the way you were asking about that on a previous episode that's right the one that went over yeah. russia so when a meteorite yeah. explodes in the atmosphere it's called a bolide so maybe this happened and it scared the sheep and to w white to mr walter white the 1800s walter white's <laughs> uh credit this had happened before Okay. In, in this area, also, it had happened. It happened in 1629 or 1628. Sorry. It happened in 1868. And almost exactly a year before, on a, November 20th of 1887, it had happened. Oh, wow. In the same area? In the same area. That's crazy. Wild. And certainly that could have been the cause. But somebody then quickly asked if there had been a bullied that night, wouldn't the humans in the area have also noticed it? Not if they mistook it for lightning. Everyone? In a 200-mile radius? Yeah, yeah, okay. Not radius, but a 200-square-mile area. I know. You know what I mean. Yeah, I'm correcting, so, you know, we all know. But yeah, uh, that's that's a big thing for everyone in the area to not notice. Okay, fair enough. So no satisfactory answers were determined from all this questioning and speculation. And these strange sheep occurrences kind of faded into the back of people's minds. Until 1893, when it happened again. And we'll get to that after a brief Patreon break. Oh, wow. So this is a shorty. It is a little bit of a shorty. Um, I actually, we're about like 40 minutes into the recording, so it might not be that much of a shorty. Time just goes fast when you're talking about your sheep Sona. (laughs) Or your sheep herder Sona with your 20 dogs. Fair. All right. All right. <laughs> um, I actually, to to that credit, to that point, I have a proposition for you, Chelsea. All right. Um, I'm coming to work on your sheep farm, and you are introducing me to all of your border collies that are the different tiers of the Patreon. I can do this. Yes. Okay. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Uh, That's how I get Chelsea to improv with me. It's <laughs> like I give her hypothetical dogs. Yep. That's how you make me That's happy. That's how I make you happy. All right. 
All right, so uh, thank you so much for giving me this job. I'm really excited to start working here on patreon.com slash Colts Cryptids Conspiracies Ranch. I, yes, thank you for being here. I don't know why I'm a pirate, but That's yes. fine. Listen, pirate pirate accent is basically just like the the southern accent of Europe, of England. Fair. It's what the, uh, the working class in the olden days in England sounded like, so this kind of makes sense. I'm American, so... I don't know why I haven't done if I try and do an English accent it comes out incredibly posh and I don't know why the queen is working on your sheep farm so you'll you'll be tending to the dogs okay I'm up for that wow you you have a lot of dogs wow well we have a lot of sheep that's fair so you gotta have a lot of dogs for a that lot that makes of sheep. sense that makes sense who are all these little guys well right here we got the two dollar tier okay now this 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 lassie right here very social. I can tell there's a lot of sheep hanging around about this dog. Very social works. Great with large amounts of people. Loves chit-chatting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the Discord. Very great. $2, $2 tier. Very is good. Is this dog... This is very good Is dog. this dog tracing out memes on the ground with its paws? It is. Very smart. Border Collies, I don't know if you know this, smartest dogs. I, yeah. I just guess I just didn't realize... Wow, they're, they're typing out hyperlinks to news articles, too. I didn't realize how smart mm-hmm. Border Collies were. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They meme. It's a sign of an intelligent species. They meme. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. So, so and they're trying to teach the sheep memes. Doesn't really work out too well. Sheep are marginally intelligent. <laughs> good to know. Okay, at least the sheep seem to be coming together, and you know they're they're having a good time. They're all chatting with with two dollar tier the dog. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This dog here in the corner, it's kind of hiding. Mm-hmm. That's the five dollar tier. Okay. The bits. Um, if you can find him, sometimes he's, he's wily that one. He likes to hide. Sometimes there, I go days without hearing from him. But if you can find him, there's just fun bits from the podcast. Okay. That I don't know what fucking accent I have now. There's just fun bits from the podcast (laughs) that, you know, things that, things that don't make it into the main show, but you can find it on patreon oh, yeah, and uh it's just fun fun little oh, bits fun they're bits. bringing me oh they brought me behind the scenes content for the podcast well that means it likes Aww, you thank you bits where'd you dig this up that's sweet okay yeah and now he's gonna go away and you won't see him for like oh. a year goodbye what about this one over here now over here yeah 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 over here uh-huh over here oh this girl yeah this ten dollar patreon tier uh-huh. over here uh-huh this girl you got you got to keep an eye on her. She's very friendly. She's very friendly. She's a little too friendly sometimes. Yeah. Uh she this is our patron or this is our parlor tier. So, if you your $10 tier is able to, you know, give you a podcast within a podcast uh with ladies listening to terrible supernatural romance novels and then reviewing them for your pleasure are they doing it for the dog like they're telling it to the dog they're t- they're telling it to the dog oh god i can she knows too much she's she's heard too she, much yes. now she she can get a little friendly uh if you if you look out over there in the field that's that's 25 dollars mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. and you'll see he's he's humping all the sheep yeah oh yeah that's our librarian okay he he does that. Um, now the librarian tier. Um, oh, she's just running right they, up to him. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they get to pick the book. Okay, I see. Yeah. 
so they get to pick the supernatural. Hey, hey, off, off, off. She thank, just does whatever you. he wants, right? Huh? He he does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been a it's been a problem because I don't know what year it is, but I'm going to say it's probably before neutering was a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you're a you're a rural sheep herder. You don't you're breeding your own dogs here, right? Yeah, yeah. You're not totally. going to PetSmart to get your your sheep herding dogs. I don't think you should go to PetSmart to get any kind. No, of dogs. but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize Mitna was in the room, and now she's like concerned. She heard you. You sure? Like, Maybe I wasn't talking. <laughs> you to heard you. her yelling at somebody to get down from something, and she's like, "Me?" She's like, "But what? I was a good girl." Now she's like looking. She's looking for Cinder. <laughs> You're a good girl, baby. All right. Well, it you seems, don't hump anything. It seems like you've got a a very colorful cast of dogs here on your farm. Yep. Well, I will do my yep. best to take care of them all and and make sure that they're up to snuff with doing their duties here of herding the sheep and. Providing quality content to all the podcast fans. Well, I thank you kindly. Change your accent again. Just, just uh, you also you're you're sleeping in the barn with the dogs. Okay, all right. <laughs> Patreon.com. It's, it's how you bond. Patreon.com/slash/coldscript. It's conspiracies. Thank you, Chelsea. I'm delighted. I'm I'm buoyed for the rest of my life now. I'm great. That means I don't have to do any Patreon ad for another year. I mean, you've never had to. I've just always liked it when you did. She's so laying down again. Where we left off, we were talking about the Great Sheep Panic. Now the Great Sheep Panics. Sheep Panic 2 Electric Boogaloo. Where something freaked all them little sheepies out. So we're going back into the theater of the mind. You're a sheep herder again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Me and my ten No, dogs. you have like 30 now. Okay. It's been five years. Yeah, I imagine the dog amount has just exponentially grown. Yeah. Fair enough. So the great sheep panic had probably just become one of those like weird events that all the boys down at the pub mention every once in a while. Like, do you remember when that crazy thing happened? Wild. 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 So now imagine, again, you were a sheep farmer. You're tucked into your bed on another very dark night. It's once it's December this time. So still pretty chilly. And you hear a sound that immediately activates your fight or flight. Your entire flock of sheep, once again, bleeding loudly, and the sound of their little hooves pounding over the hills. It's it's Monday, December 4th, 1893. This time... It's a Monday. It's centered around Berkshire, not far from Reading, a little bit to the southeast. However, regions all the way from the north of Oxfordshire to Warwick to Gloucester, all of these places were seeing a sheep panic. Basically, Hmm. the exact same thing happened. A very dark night, a new moon. It's not actually a new moon. This was a waning crescent. But reports say they couldn't see the moon that night. There was too much cloud cover. And thousands of sheep. England in an incredibly spread out area, all making a break for it like they were fleeing from a sheep apocalypse. Okay. The, the, the end of times is coming just for sheep and they need to get away. This time, it got a lot more attention, including from the naturalist Oliver Vernon Applin, who kicked off an in-depth in, uh, investigation into this phenomenon. He was like, all right, let's look into this. This is weird. If I had a nickel... I don't, for every time there was a sheep panic, I only have two nickels, which is not a lot, but it's weird. It happened twice. Fair. So Oliver went around and he gathered testimonies from people who'd witnessed the second and I mean, technically third, because again, there was one in Norfolk before. It just wasn't as big. This is the big one. Capital S, capital P sheep panic. 
It should be noted that the sheep had been checked over for signs of injury, like maybe having been attacked by a dog or a fox, and none were found. Mm -hmm. There were a few sheep that had been found dead, but from what they could tell, they had been unfortunate casualties of the stampede. Yeah. Yeah. It would also require a lot of dogs or foxes to freak out that many sheep. Like, if you need a thousand men to scare that many sheep, 10,000 dogs. dogs. So a lot of farmers had some interesting things to say to Oliver, including the theories about earthquakes and meteorites again. Apparently, one flock owner really doubled down that a group of local boys who'd been out catching sparrows or something. I don't know. It literally... The fuck are you doing in the 1800s? At 8 p.m. in December, you're out. The boys are out catching sparrows in 1893. All right, is that code for something? I don't know. Like, the article just said sparrow catching boys, and I'm taking that literally because I don't know what the slang would be. I mean, I don't either, but it's it's weird either me way. Me and the boys out at night catching sparrows. That's what they get up to, you know. That's what the guys are out on their boys' night. Catch sparrows in the field, scaring the sheep. So this farmer apparently really hated those kids and was was absolutely positive that they were to fault for the sheep panic. Yeah, I mean, damn, dude. Uh, Others provided sightings of weird lights in the night on that evening. All right. Quote, Mr. Neild writes, another man at Finstock had said to have seen a wonderful meteor at the same hour. Mr. Calvert thought it might have been caused by a sudden electrical or phosphorescent light playing fitfully on the ground, a sort of will-o'-the-wisp. Mr. J. Klaus of Dunthrop, Chipping Norton, thought it was an electric disturbance, as though we had strong lightning during the night afterwards. Hmm. There were also other reports of this phosphorescent light, but I have met with no thoroughly satisfactory evidence of it. I realize I should be doing an Oliver uh, Applin voice for this. He can sound posh. <laughs> He's a nationalist. He can sound posh. Um, okay. And it may be pointed out that if this was the general cause of the panic all over the great affected district, it would certainly have been actually seen by many of the numerous people who had been out of doors during the early part of the night the panic took place. The same may be said for the supposed meteor, and upon this point, it is instructive to observe that the extraordinary and brilliant meteor, which attracted so much attention on the night of January 26th, 1894, and as noticed in the papers, even when the sky was covered with dense clouds, illuminated the whole landscape with a light so bright that objects became nearly as visible as an ordinary daylight, was not accompanied or followed by any panic among the sheep. So Oliver's basically saying, we literally had a bull ride in January following the sheep panic, and the sheep did nothing. Yeah. So, like, proof positive, this isn't causing it. The sheep had been through shit, didn't face them. Those sheep have seen things. And they're not bothered by it. But whatever caused the sheep panic, that's what's bothering them. And it's not meteors Mm -hmm. exploding in the atmosphere. So since he could find no proof of this phosphorescent light that a few farmers said that they had seen or that a friend of theirs had seen, you know, the friend of a friend kind of situation, there also was no evidence of an earthquake or dogs or pranksters or meteorites. Oliver defaulted back to an early explanation. It had just been too dark. Just too dark. Listen, 
Goats don't like the dark. I don't blame them. Sheep don't like the dark. Sheep don't like the dark. I keep no go panic. Apparently the goats were chill with it. <laughs> the goats know whatever could possibly come at them. They yeah, will exactly. The goats are like, no, we'll kill it. It's the sheep that are afraid. So yeah. apparently that night, a very thick, very dark cloud had blown over the region between 8 and 9 p.m. and settled really low to the ground, like really low. It was allegedly so dark that people said they couldn't see their hands in front of their faces. Okay, I, I don't know if you're going to get to this point. So, listen, I wanted, I wanted to just let you go on, but at, at this point it's bothering me, and I have to ask, did people in the 1800s just not believe aliens were real? Because, <laughs> like... We're going to get there. We're going to get okay, there. Okay, But right now we're talking about, this is the journal Nature. Okay. We're talking about science gossip. We're talking about all of these things that right, like right, right. these are the the academic journals of the time they're not going to talk about aliens are doing this they're sure. going to talk about what if it was a meteorite exploding in the atmosphere sure but yeah no i can see how like again I, we'll talk about it yeah. okay <laughs> so a very thick cloud had come out it had gone really low to the ground people said they couldn't even see their hands in the journal nature it was stressed that this was not your average everyday darkness this was advanced darkness. <laughs> Quote, very few people probably have... Oh, sorry, no, we're, we're back to Oliver. This is Oliver speaking again, sorry. Very few people probably have ever been out in a really dark night. And it is impossible for anyone who has not had this experience to imagine what it is like and the sense of helplessness it causes. Which I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude, what I mean, have you seen? I would say most people today probably have never experienced a completely dark night. Yeah, because uh, we have like electric lighting now. Right. I, I've only ever experienced it camping up in the mountains and very briefly and pretty much explicitly for the reason to go stargazing. Uh, and it's fucking wild. And it's not that's not even pitch black because we're stargazing. So your eyes adjust and you can like see around. Kind of see. Yeah uh so yeah that's that's crazy did you get a sense of helplessness no but that's probably because i was in a group of like 16 people but imagine you're in your flock of like a several hundred sheep and several hundred dogs <laughs> yes and of course several hundred border collies that are there for your protection yes uh <laughs> so this black cloud lingered in the area between 30 to 40 minutes before being blown away and standing in it was apparently akin to, quote, being shut up in a dark room. Like it was it was just absolute darkness. That's unpleasant. The sheep in their fields and in their pens felt this oppressive blackness around them. And the, apparently then maybe the pessimistic ones of the bunch started freaking out about it. And it just caused this whole mass panic from there. That is the theory that Oliver's like, yeah, that's what happened. Steve had a panic attack and then everyone else started having a panic attack. And then every other sheep in 15 miles of us had a panic attack. Yep. So does this explain why the sheep continue to be freaked out hours later when the sun had come up? Not really. Hmm. Does it explain why it hasn't happened again since? Also not really. Yeah. While electric light had been invented at this point, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be until like well into the 1930s that electricity was common in most homes in the UK. Not only that, but you think mass sheep panic would be enough to, like, write down in the records for the 1600s. For the 1800s, you mean? No, I mean, like, if it had happened before the 1800s. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. And maybe it was just because they never had that, you know, 
exact same density of sheep together that it hadn't happened. But no, you, you raise a good point. Yeah. We don't have instances, and trust me, I looked. Of I tried to find every record of a sheep panic that I could, and I can only find these two and a half. Yeah. Because no one talks about the one that happened in Norfolk. They only talk about the ones in Reading and Berkshire. So I'm like, okay, I guess those are the big ones. Yeah, that's fair. So there were plenty of times, as you said, before they had the protection of outdoor lighting for another dark night to roll in and spook the sheep again. And it just didn't happen. Or if it did, no one said anything about it. Which, why wouldn't you? Yeah, that feels like something noteworthy. Yeah. So if you can't tell, I personally don't buy the it was just that dark theory. And a lot of others don't either. So why don't we get into some of the fun explanations? Let's do it. Yeah. So the History Channel did a segment. Oh, God. I love This is how the best sentence started. starts. The best sentence to start with. So the History Channel did a segment. I mean, define best. <laughs> the, the most fun. Okay, fair enough. Uh, they did a segment in the show. The proof is out there. About aliens controlling animals. Remember when the History Channel actually had, like... Historical content? Yeah. Educational historical content? Yeah. Can you imagine? Um, I do have to say, the narrator for this segment, how he described it was, we're putting the U in UFO. (laughs) Chelsea put down... Oh, my God. She put down her cross stitch. Oh, my God. Uh, there, I could see the psychic damage that that pun did to you. I've had so much psychic damage done to me today. Earlier, <laughs> I had to uh, edit VO for a video for work, and I expected the VO to come from the person that was giving it to me, who is a lovely woman who I've worked with mm. often. And instead, when I played it, some fucking British man starts speaking at me, and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I'm like, it is Monday. I am not about this. I'm not ready. But here we go. We're putting the U in UFO. Uh, in this segment, which was... Okay, so I'm going to take a brief aside. This segment was about a dude who was riding his bike, and he saw what looked like a bunch of sheep in, like, a crop circle formation. Like, the sheep were in regularly spaced concentric circles out in the middle of a field. Isn't that, like, a pretty common thing, though? Well... Animals naturally will circle up. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, especially herd animals, they will put like the the more infirm or the younger members of the herd in the center and the more spry ones will circle up around them protectively. But these ones were placed very evenly, like intentionally evenly. And so this guy's freaking out, like, why are the sheep aligned this way? That's not natural. And so he submits this as like weird activity only to like talk to the farmer later and find out that the farmer just like puts the food out in <laughs> concentric circles. And so all of the sheep in the picture were just eating and they were in that position because that's where the food was. Amazing. So, yeah. So the whole segment, there's no point to it. But in the segment, there's a woman who is named Alexis Brooks and she hypothesized that alien activity had been the cause of the great sheep panic. I mean, of course, I, I like I said, I was like, aliens have to eventually come up in the story, right? Like, yeah. So she didn't explain if this was some kind of like telepathy situation, like they're mind controlling the sheep mm-hmm. or if the aliens had been inside the cloud, like a nope situation. I was thinking nope. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine nope, but 
with sheep in England. 1800s white people, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So the good folks over at Reddit hypothesized things like some kind of magnetic interference, maybe paranormal or otherwise, possibly from aliens again, that the sheep had picked up on, like, because... I don't know if this is true or not. I think it's true because I know cows can sense magnetic fields to a certain extent. Is this one of those things where I don't know if it's true or not, but I don't know enough about sheep to say otherwise? Exactly that. Yes. I don't know if sheep can sense magnetic fields, but I don't know enough about sheep to say whether they do or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, because I know, again, like birds can see magnetic fields. I know cows can to a certain extent. I wouldn't be surprised if you told me that sheep could, but I don't know for a fact if that's true. Also, like, no one knows how magnets work anyway. Nobody knows how magnets work. If anyone tells you they know how magnets work, they're lying to you, including anybody with a PhD. Ask them really, but how do they work? They don't know. So reading through various comment sections, you see people suggesting hauntings, citing the phosphorescent light phenomenon that was mentioned, like maybe it was ghosts spooking the sheep. They didn't specify if it was people ghosts or sheep ghosts. You know, I think we don't talk enough about animal ghosts because I feel like we're we're a little uh we're a little presumptuous to just think that humans are the only ones with ghosts. Well, if you're a Christian, you don't believe animals have souls. Oh, that's right. So that's it would so stand to weird. reason it would stand to reason that they can't have ghosts if they don't have souls. So I guess I'm disproving myself. But that's all again only if you're a Christian. Right. I don't know if other faiths believe in animals having souls or not. I'm pretty sure other faiths do. I know some do, but I don't know all of them. I can't make you a list of all the the faiths that believe it. So other people who were on the various message boards and forums and subreddits that I look through about this tried to find more realistic explanations, throwing in that maybe the dark cloud was actually a cloud of insects that flew over the field and scared the sheep. Gross. Disregarding that... Both incidents happened in the winter. Also, I feel like I would notice. It's like, listen, I feel like as a human being, I would notice if a cloud was bugs or a cloud. Yeah, if it was like fog or locusts. Yeah, I think I would. You'd tell. Yeah, I think there are other telltale signs besides freaking the sheep out. Yeah. No, I agree with you. There were also a lot of people giving firsthand accounts that sheep are apparently very stupid. (laughs) And we'll just freak out about any little thing. There were a lot of people who were just like, I own sheep and they'll just freak out over anything. Listen, they're just full of anxiety and I can relate to that. Yeah, no. And that's fair. The issue at hand really isn't that the sheep were freaked out by something. It was that every sheep was freaked out by something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, one flock panicking, okay, yeah, the ripple effect thing makes sense. But what about all of the flocks in a 200-square-mile area panicking at the exact same time? That's a little sus. That's weird. That's very strange. A couple of people joke that maybe they saw a dragon. Okay, it is Wales. Again, no, it's not. We're in England. Fuck, we're in England. (laughs) The Welsh are going to be so upset. Still, we're in that fucking island. Yes. So you're on the island of Great Britain. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I know Uh, the Welsh hate the British. Okay. I'm fully aware that the Welsh hate the British. Well, they hate the English. English. Yes. Sorry. English. Because if you're British, that also includes Scotland. And I don't think the Welsh hate the Scots. No. 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 The Welsh and the Scots 
they yell at each other in fo- in football slash soccer stadiums that uh, they hate England more than you. That's how they taunt each other. That is their rivalry. It's true. Yeah. 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 I'm aware of this. We all we all know. I am going to call out one user specifically. I'm going to call out Reddit user Tycho Brahe's Elk. Okay. Who is a very good name. Mal, insert that episode here. That would be episode 266. Uh, this person came up with a theory that the whole thing was a hoax. As in, the great sheep panic never happened. Oh, okay. Not that, like, it was a prank that people were pulling, as in, all of it was fake, none of it ever happened. They had a surprising amount of thought that they put into this theory about how there's no real proof that it happened. Huh, okay. Except that there is, in fact, proof that it happened. Not their proof. I. That's fair. And I will... I will credit Tycho Brahe's Elk, the Reddit user, that they backed off of that theory pretty calmly when someone pointed out some good resources to it. Like someone okay. was like, oh, well, actually, here's like a, a, po- a article that was posted at the time about it, like where Naturalist was talking about the research. Someone conceding defeat on the Internet? I know. They were just like, oh, this is a good resource. Thank you. I didn't see this. And I'm just like, amazing. The discourse. Look at it. It doesn't exist. I know. I mostly just... I mostly just bring up this user for their great name. It is a great name. Yeah, because I just love the mental image of Tycho Brahe's literal moose being like drunk at a party and arguing that the sheep panic never happened. <laughs> like, I like that mental image. So, unfortunately, we will never know the truth of what caused it. And a similar incident hasn't happened since, which is, again, you know, weirder. It's just weirder. In it a is way. weirder, yeah. Because there have been all of these things in in the UK. There have been thunderstorms. There's been earthquakes. There has been tornadoes even. There's been like bolides. There's been a lot of stuff that happened and we have not had another sheep panic. That's sus. That's weird. So what's up with that? What are you thinking? What what do you think is the cause? I mean, I I guess I'm leaning more towards like something pretty like mundane spooking one sheep and then it causing a ripple effect and i'm leaning more towards that there was like they all said it happened at the same time but i'm kind of leaning more towards like it just happens around the same time and they couldn't quite they didn't act like they couldn't tell time as well like the panic was traveling at the speed of sound and that sound being the screaming of sheep yeah maybe yeah that's, it's just weird that it hasn't happened since. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of, honestly. Like, it's the only thing that, that, it's the only thing that makes sense, weirdly. Even though it also feels really unlikely. Yeah. So, yeah. What Mass you, sheep what hysteria. I don't know. I mean, like, something being in the sky does make a lot of sense to why it was affecting such a large area. See, but, like, like humans would have also noticed something. Exactly, which is the weird thing. Like, you would think for such a large area and so many people affected, the only thing that I can think of would be that it's not actually as big as people were reporting. Okay. But there were, and so maybe, like, after the fact, farmers jumped on being like, oh, yeah, my sheep freaked out too. But there were reports from a very large area around this town of farmers saying that their sheep were affected. Yeah, it's just, and it's, so, it's odd. It's strange. It's weird. And it just makes me think that, like, they had to have seen something. I don't buy the ripple effect theory as much just because the, like, 
it, it was such a large area and mm-hmm. the farms are not contiguous yeah and considering how much the world has changed since the 1880s and 1890s it may be that the factors that led to it happening the first two times are no longer in play like again we have electric lighting is very common now and maybe there's so much noise pollution in between farms that the sheep can't hear each other on different fields Mm -hmm. maybe that's the situation maybe i'm just expecting it to be louder or sheep screaming to be quieter than it is i don't know i mean i don't know because like maybe it is just a factor of like there's something specific about the 1800s that's like that sweet spot in between uh, non-industrialized and industrialized. Yeah. That caused something for the sheep to freak out about. But like, yeah, but I, don't, I don't know. But what? Yeah. Exactly. And we'll never know, really. We can speculate widely, though. And, and we will. We absolutely will. From all of this, my takeaway is the same as the author of the Esoterics article on this subject. Quote, If you see 20,000 sheep fleeing down the road in terror, it's really not the time to assert your individuality. Follow them. (laughs) I mean, yeah, you you don't know what they're running from, but you probably don't want to meet it. Yeah, like maybe they're running from nothing, but do you want to take that chance? Yeah. Yeah. What's your takeaway, Chelsea? I mean, I think that's a pretty solid takeaway. Nice. Um, Very good. Also, not everything will ever be solved, unfortunately, but that's... We definitely have had that takeaway several other times. Yes, we have. So I hope that was a fun little lighthearted story about the sheep panics. That was very fun. Thank you. Delightful. Fabulous. So listeners, with that out of the way, we are now going to move on to the last section of our podcast, which is correspondence and corrections. But first, let's have one more word from our sponsors. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Starting with the Twitter. Twitter. Wow, I can't believe I took a drink at exactly the wrong moment. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. So we've got at TG Shepherd Van, who is sending us Mythical Pizza, which is a pizza place in West Virginia that does cryptid themed pizzas. Is that the pizza place that the boys went to when they were still BuzzFeed Unsolved uh, when they did they, the Mothman episode? I they might have. They- I am loving their website design. If you have not clicked it, this is a gift. Oh, my God. (laughs) We've got Vaporwave and cryptids and pizza. This is me as a person in website form. This is great. I love this. Yeah, because I remember they they went to a pizza place that had uh, 
pizza that the toppings made a Mothman. Fabulous. Yeah. There is there is the Mothman Strikes Back as a pizza, so I I want to go there. I, I do too. Chris Basilisk to the future. What the fuck? We also have longtime listener at Iropeggi who is asking, like, you're on hiatus, right? Just a wee little breaky? And yes, we were. We were just taking two weeks off. You should have heard from us by now. So don't worry. We're good. We're still here. We were just taking a little winter break so we could catch up on stuff. Yeah. At East of the Fox sends us a tweet that says, the fact that I got to train three to five days a week to keep my body at moderately broken while my cat sleeps all day and can do parkour with ease is a crime. Like, seriously, though, how? Yeah, no, it's not fair. How? She's asleep. (laughs) At East of the Fox also sends us another meme that is uh, from Roxana Danshojo. I probably said your name wrong. Which uh, is a meme that says it's two faces, one happy, one sad. And the quote is, everyone on my floor is coding. Software engineers. Yay. Doctors. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. That's good. At she that is now says Nevada is truly barren. The loneliest highway in the world runs through the Mojave north of Vegas. It's something like 300 miles next to Area 51. That's just sporadic ranches and desert. And I almost hit a black cow in the middle of the night while going 70 on it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I feel just the fact that you specified black cow is what makes it even more ominous. I feel that's like an omen. Yeah. Fun fact this is also she that is now. Uh, I worked for the father of one of the Neopets guys for a short while. He was a sweet old gent who found Pepper spicy and needed me to give him rides to the doctor. He owned a house next to a private lake in Vegas. Jesus. Jesus Christ. A private lake in Vegas. That's insane. That is crazy. People have too much money. That's some wealth right there. You made a private lake in a desert. Jesus Christ. Oh, and Arapeggi says, glad y'all are good. The new episode was in my feed the next half I tweeted you pet pick for cute tax my little lady olivia just got a massive mammary tumor taken out and she's high as a kite here she looks like she got she went to sleep in the middle of like chewing something and yeah it's like she got a little treat and started nodding off that's like my favorite pet mood is Mm -hmm. like nodding off in the middle of like chewing something yeah this is once again going back to that conversation about like most cozy moments yeah yeah this this mood right here uh at uh tori excellent is that what it says is that tori an I? x underscore excellent okay latest episode just like a like a okay, okay symbol hand. delightful pulled right from my childhood but then you said gaia online and i had to sit in silence over the cringe that i attributed to back then thanks for that <laughs> We all had our cringe phases. All of us had something. We all were cringe. But that's anyway. it for the tweeter. So shall we go on to the emails? Emails. I would Christina. love to have an... Yes. Would you like me to read you an email that title that is titled The Stanley Hotel? I would love that. All right. Hey, gals, mouths, furry pals, and everyone out there. I keep meaning to write this email, and well, why not at 4 a.m. on Tuesday morning? And you know what? (laughs) True. During episode 281, Spooktober Road Trip, Mal talked a little about the Stanley Hotel and how it seemingly became haunted after The Shining was released in the theaters. 
Or at the very least, when people became aware of the fact that it was the hotel Stephen King used as an inspiration for his book. And asked how it was possible something could be handled, haunted after the fact. Now, this is a bit of a cult thinking, so feel free to take it with a grain of salt. The reasoning could be social perception and or the collective unconscious. Do you all remember the TikTok trend, Charlie Charlie? No. I'm also going to say no. This was not on my For You page, so I missed this. Where people would use two pencils on top of one another to ask questions to Charlie. It was very harmless to start with, but then later people began claiming they experienced weird things while doing it. This just sounds like pre-social media. Did you ever do that thing where you would do the light as a feather, stiff as a board with your friends? I never did. The sleepovers I went to weren't cool enough for that. I wanted okay. to so badly, but like, you know, that's, I, had, I guess I had a cowards for friends as a child. For those of you that don't know, that's what the Girl Scouts get up to when they're camping. <laughs> or at least it's when you're the ones I knew. It's basically you're you're doing like a, a fun ritual to like lift another one of your your friends with only two fingers. But it's really just like there's a lot of people lifting one person. So, of course, it's not as hard. There's also like another side to that where you like supposedly put your friend in like a trans and send them in a hallway of doors and have them like, like a, yeah listen okay teenage girls little, man little girls get up to weird stuff yeah, they do they do anyway yeah. um it was very harmless to start with but then later people began claiming they experienced weird things while doing it and people were confused as to why. Well, the idea is that so many people were doing the trend in such a ritualistic manner, it gave the idea that it could work, and thus maybe it started working. A similar thing could have happened to the Stanley Hotel. The movie comes out and scares people. People find out that it's based on the Stanley Hotel. The perception then becomes that the Stanley Hotel is haunted, and all of the energy of those millions of thoughts is projected onto the hotel, thus causing it to not only attract spirits, but manifesting things from the movie itself. Mal mentioned people said they had experienced the blood elevator scene. Basically, with so many people believing the hotel to be haunted, it, by public consciousness, was made haunted. Humanity affected reality with collective thought. Now, like I said, this is all very occult thinking, all the grains of salt, but it could be possible explanation if you believe that sort of thing. I just thought it was interesting. Allow me to play the pet, pay the pet tax. These are very short five second clips of my dog, Professor Waffles Von Wigglebottom. <laughs> playing in the dog park when I still had her. Still very much alive. Just had to be rehomed. Oh, Aw. I hope you all have a very great week. Thanks for all the good episodes. Fire Princess Lily. Now, Christina. Yes. I haven't clicked on these attachments videos yet, so I haven't viewed them yet. I, I would like to guess that Professor Waffles Von Wigglebottom is a corgi. Oh my god, Chelsea. Am I correct? I just opened the video to watch it as you were saying before as you were talking, I was already opening the video to watch it. And Professor like Waffle Von Wigglebottom is in fact a corgi. Yeah. That's such a corgi name. That is such a corgi <laughs> name. You know how people name their cats weird long names? Corgi yeah. owners also do that. They do. Look at this little dog go. They're having such a fun time. Hang on, let me look. Why can't, why is it making me save the files before I can open it? Oh, here we go. I'll just add it to my drive. I want to, I want to see the Corgi. Video is processing. Fuck you. Absolutely. I think, I think that we've got time for another email. Gasp. I think we can do All right. This one. one's actually pretty short. So time cube. Time cube. Hello, ladies and Mal. 
I'm May, and I've been an avid listener of Cult Cryptids and Conspiracy since 2019. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. First, I just want to say that you guys have brought so much joy and fun into my life with this podcast. I absolutely Aww. love all things strange and macabre, and listening to y'all is the highlight of my week. Aww. Aww, thank you. Second, the real reason I'm emailing you guys is I was listening to episode eight, Actually Aliens, and Christina's topic mentioned Flat Earth. While Flat Earth is always fun, it got me thinking of the tangently related topic of Time Cube. I'm sure you all have heard of it. We did an episode on it. You're going to be, May, you're going to be so delighted. We did an episode on it. Mal, insert that here. That would be episode 31. You sent this email back in November, so you may have already come across it, but uh, I'm excited for when you do. I want to know your, I want to know your, like, reactions to Time Cube. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you all have heard of it. uh, Essentially, Time Cube is a conspiracy created by Dr. Gene Ray. He really is a doctor. That the Earth is experiencing. It, no. Is he really a doctor? Oh, is he really a doctor? I think we determined he he had a doctorate. That doesn't mean he's a doctor. That I doesn't think, mean he's a doctor of whatever science time cube was supposed to be. Right. Like he could yeah. have a doctorate in literature. That doesn't mean he's a time cube person. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that the Earth is experiencing four simultaneous days, every one rotation. I've attached a picture from his website of this description. I suggest going to his website and trying to read it aloud like spoken word poetry. Oh, you know, we didn't do that when we covered it last time. I feel like that is something we could do. I remember you reading it aloud, not in like spoken word poetry form. And I mean, I didn't read the whole thing. No, there's so much happening on like, TimeCube. I'm, I'm thinking like this could be this could be a Patreon bit we could do. <laughs> Just trying, trying, reading the Time Cube website like beat poetry. I know it's not enough to do a topic on. Oh, May. Oh, May. You're going to be delighted. You're going to be delighted. But I hope it brings you as much laughter in these trying times as it brought me. Keep doing what y'all are doing and give me the, give the pets an extra cuddle. All the best, May. I didn't see this graphic. One of the graphics that they sent us says, honor the four days or you should die. Yeah, I remember that. I don't. My goodness. Yeah. Your ignorance of the harmonic cube is demonic. Can we put that on a shirt? Oh, maybe. Uh, (laughs) Nope. Is this the... Is this the one where... Oh, he didn't have a break. She didn't send us the breakdown. They didn't send us the breakdown of the days. I remember one was supposedly ruled by Bill Clinton, right? Yes. Yeah. No, they did. There's another attachment that has them all. Okay, it won't... Like... Oh, here we go. Clintons live here. It's for some reason very small. My my Google is acting weird. Uh, okay, Socrates, the Clintons, Einstein, and Jesus. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's yep. Because this is the nineties. Yes. That's why the Clintons. Because the nineties when Bill Clinton was president. So that was a delight. Uh, I'm I'm very much anyway. looking forward to when May gets to experience the Time Cube episode and all of their dreams will come true. You know what? Actually, hang on, because this one's really short, and I think it would be fun to do for this one specifically, because this one is Hi Gals, Mal, and Furry Pals. The bright type of meteor that Chelsea tried to find the name for is Bolide. Hey, that's Martin is sending this to us. Thank you, Martin. And here's my Bolide story. About two years ago, one came down the over the area where I live. It got bright as day, but the light had code had a cold bluish tint. It made a kind of screeching, pulsing sound that I can only describe as like a helicopter from hell. Oh, it finally broke apart in the air about 20 kilometers, 12 miles northeast from where I live and fell to the ground in an area that is a nature reserve. Later, scientists from 
Uppsala University found a couple of chunks of it from it about the size of a fist. And a couple months later, when the snow had melted, two people found a larger chunk, about 30 centimeters long, weighing approximately 14 kilograms. Wow. That's one foot and almost 31 pounds in imperial measurements. Jesus Christ. They estimate it weighed about nine tons when it entered the atmosphere. That's so big. Imagine getting hit by that, though. That's death. That you would die. Yeah. Yeah. That's just instant death. But thank you, Martin. This was sent to us in November. So Martin got to it before I did. Thank you so much. Yep. So that's all we got for this week. Yes. We're slowly making our way through the backlog. We have many emails. We are feasting, not famining. But I think that honestly, you should send us more because we love you should. You should. We love them. And maybe there's a correction that you want to give us. Maybe you've heard of another sheep panic. Maybe you own sheep and you have opinions about it. I, if you own sheep, I tell me about your sheep. Take, show us pictures of your sheep. Yes. Yes, please do. Send me videos of your dogs herding sheep. <laughs> we would love to hear from you about any and all topics. So please feel free to send us emails. You can always reach us at cultscriptedconspiracies at gmail.com. We also have various social media websites. Most of them that have like an at symbol, like Twitter, you can find us at C3 Podcast. And we also have a Twitch. Twitch.tv slash 3Cs team. That's twitch.tv slash T-H-R-E-E-S-E-A-S-T-E-A-M. And if you want to, you can always just go directly to our website where we have all of our social medias linked. Moosetruth.com. Or alternatively. Cultscriptedconspiracies.com. Or if you want to, you can write a letter to your local scientific journal saying that you were playing our podcast to your flock of sheep and it really freaked them out for some reason. And you want to know why? Or alternatively, you can start the modern version of Science Gossip magazine. Yes. And then send us a copy so we can read it. I want to read all the science gossip. I want all of the science gossip. It's like a tabloid, but for science. I want that. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Christina. You're welcome, Chelsea. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I'm glad that I got to sit with you and do this podcast. You look so cute right now. Oh, thank you. (laughs) All right. right. Well, that's all from us for this week. Goodbye, Chelsea. Bye, Christina. Bye, Bye, Mal. I can still hear his voice. She's walking away from the microphone. She is taking off her giant Snuggie sweater thing. She's placing the Snuggie sweater thing somewhere else. I think she put it on your chair, Mal. She's getting a blanket. She's draping the blanket somewhere else also. She's now sitting back and getting a different blanket and putting it over her shoulders. It's like a shoulder collar thing. She didn't snap it closed. She's putting her headphones back on. Here we go. Here we go. She is... Oh, it's a heating blanket. I see. I understand. She was becoming. And I love it because it's weighted so that it stays around your neck. I see there's snaps that you didn't snap. I didn't snap them. They don't need to be snapped. They'll still stay. Okay. All right. It's your blanket. I believe in you. Is there a waist tie? There is. Yeah. My God. Oh, my God. Technology. Literally so that it does not come off at all. I see. I understand. My only complaint about this is that. Uh, the timer only goes for an hour and a half, and I have to, like, keep turning it on every hour and a well, half. Well, yeah, they don't want it to, you know, light on fire. I know, but my other heating pads are two hours, so I just wish it was a little bit longer. Anyway, I'm good. Okay.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.